Hair today, gone tomorrow. Offering me her hairstylist's name and number, unsolicited and out of place, though well-intentioned, left me questioning. I mean, I've always had a love-hate relationship with my hair. I can recall when a picture was taken based on my attempts at Dorothy Hamill's short and sassy cut to Farrah's feathers and big 80s hair. And after all the perms, bobs, and frosting, I finally came to terms with my locks when I suddenly lost it all. Insult on injury from cancer treatments. I don't know how to explain the feeling of being in the shower with fistful clumps of hair coming off your head by the mere touch of water, only to then experience when you get out your reflection in the mirror, patches of bald spots between tufts of hair. There is no more hiding out from what's happening. So though wigs are scratchy and uncomfortable, I chose not to wear one, mainly because it felt so freeing to walk around unapologetically, my way of accepting the situation thrust upon me. Hair is the ultimate accessory, communicating who we are. It's why so many of us grow our hair out when we get married and cut it short when we get divorced, and why we revere our hairstylists who serve as our bartenders, miracle workers, and cheerleaders. Hair, a symbol of strength and beauty, like Samson or Rapunzel, can make us feel like less when we have less. But what I've come to know through the years is that if we remember who we truly are, it all becomes rather insignificant after all. So though my hair grew back finer, straighter, and grayer, causing more bad hair days than not, I sit here now, writing in the early morning with a massive case of bedhead, grateful for second chances.